There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This podcast is recorded on Noongar land. We'd like to acknowledge and pay our respects to the traditional owners of the land and extend that respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal, Torres Strait Islander and their elders who are listening today. We respect their spiritual relationship with their country. Have you ever wondered exactly what it is that that married man found so appealing about paying for it? Or watched the murder doco and thought, how can that monster's mother still love him? Welcome to To Be Frank, the show that invites you to step inside the world of Constance Hall as she explores the most interesting topics and people from all over the world. With no BS, no filter. Now your host, Constance Hall, and co-host, Claudia McLeod. Hello, and welcome to another episode of To Be Frank. I'm Con. And I'm Claude. How are you? Yeah, good. How are you? I'm a bit tired, actually. Do you know what I did last night? You know how I fall asleep. I fall asleep to podcasts and sometimes Netflix shows, as long as they're, like, boring enough for me to fall asleep to. Do you know what I mean? And Mm. podcasts are good because there's nothing to look at. And mm. they won't drain my battery on my phone. I just need it. I need to have something. That, um, otherwise, I'm alone with my thoughts and, uh, and that's scary. It's better to listen to audio than looking at screens as well. The screens are what overstimulates you. Yeah. Well, last night I put on a new one. I closed my eyes. But the thing about documentaries is that you've got to realise that they're putting them together with a lot of B-roll footage, like a lot of footage that they've just decided goes well with this conversation. Most documentaries don't actually need the visuals. So anyway, I put on a new one because a new one I'm not, you know, too into last night and it's called Exposed, The Ghost Train. Oh, I've seen seen that somewhere. I've seen that pop up. Yeah, I think I might have added it to my list. It's about, and I didn't know about this. So so we were born in 1983, for those of you out there, Big Four. And so this happened in 1979. Now, I'm half from Perth, half from Melbourne, and when I was in Melbourne, I always lived in St Kilda. So I went to Luna Park quite a lot, and I think like my dad, my dad told me the story of how the face was designed because he's an artist, and you know, told me everything like that. And I always knew there was like a dark history, not so much that it was in the Melbourne Luna Park, but I had this sort of really scared of the roller coasters there and stuff. So I must have heard this story, but I couldn't remember because this ghost train is actually about 1979 Sydney Luna Park. The ghost train, the one of the rides, caught on fire. In this documentary, they sort of go down the path of no one got convicted, but they think it was deliberately lit. But the way it panned out, it took seven lives six of them being kids and um, one being a, a father. Because they were stuck in the, yeah. in the ride. And the people that survived were like telling this fucking horror story, man. Like they're all on these little carts. You know what it's like when you're on a ghost train? Mm-hmm. And also like things happen on ghost trains. You would think that it they was, thought it was part, of the, part of the ride. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, some of the people were like saying there's, there was where the ghost train fire started was a fake fire. And so the people on the train before that, she put her hand out and she said to her partner, that fire's real. 
And he's like, no, it's not. And they didn't think anything of it and they went on their way. So then these other people are going in and it's fucking, you know, going on fire. These people came out and they ran over to the people, the the conductor guy, and he just decided to keep going. He was like, like, calm down, whatever, people scream on these rides all the time type thing. So he's letting more people. So he thought it was part of the ride as well. Yeah, and these little cart things, these little train things. Oh, my God. Ghost train, I think it's called. Yeah, they're ghost trains, aren't they? I fucking forget. On this one woman, she said that she'd been on it before and she knew. Now I see I don't like them. People touching you and stuff. It's just a bad feeling. I prefer to be like catapulted backwards on a roller coaster. Well, I'm scared shitless of that too. <laughs> but and when I was in Scotland, I actually did some like real ghost tours, you know, like in the actual dungeons where people were actually like held and and you know, really cool shit. So I much prefer that. But anyway, each to their own. And this one woman had already been on that ride, so she knew and she said to her husband, there's a little opening where you actually, while you're on the ride, you're actually outside. She said, we can jump off. But then when she got outside, she realised it was a cage, like the roof as well. So she had no choice because she thought this place is going to blow. And she had no choice but to go back on. Oh, my God. Fucking horrific, ma'am. Oh, I've got to listen. I had no idea this story even existed. Me either. I was just telling Billy because I was like, this is so full on. Why don't I know about this? This one woman was like, time for one more ride, kids. And they said, we want to go on the ghost train again. So she says, all right. She goes, they just kind of disappeared. I told them I wanted to get an ice cream and I figured they'd be waiting for me at the thing. The two kids and her husband went on the, and they found his body like curled over. Okay. Don't tell me anymore because I want to listen. This sounds really good and right up my alley. Yeah. Listen, because then there's a big police cover up and all that sort of stuff. But like even the imagery of these sort of trains coming out on fire with no one in them anymore. It's like what nightmares are made of. Yeah. Imagine standing there as a parent and the empty carriages come out. But this is what I love about podcasts because they're bringing light to stories that half of them I haven't heard about before. It's great. I know. And they're also solving all these cold yeah, cases. Yeah, all, all cold cases, which is amazing. I'm listening to one about it was called Australia's Most Horrific Sex Crime where two parents have gone to jail. They were on, in Queensland, this super athletic family. They had three daughters that were super sporty. And they're quite well known, and both the parents have been oh, put into jail. Yeah, it's quite interesting. And again, I was like, I've never heard about this, so that's where I'm going at the moment. Yeah, but wasn't didn't that one come out as something in the shadows? Yes, it's not is new. Is that called in the shadows? It's something about the shadow, shadow um, of darkness, I think it is. Yeah, and I think it came out that the guy thinks he's innocent. Well, I don't like where the guy that's doing the podcast is going with it. I'm feeling it's quite biased, but anyway, I'm going to keep listening for a bit because. You know, there could be a plot twist. Well, I listened to it all and I wasn't happy with the ending of that Mm. one because I felt like it wasn't conclusive. Mm. But I was really shocked that I hadn't heard of Mm. that. I also felt like, and I'm a believe her kind of woman, it almost felt like I believed the mum and the dad. I don't know. It was, yeah, it's a very interesting one. I'd like to hear what other people think about that in the shadows or into the shadows or some shit. And then I know like she had a lot of like sexual trauma and stuff, which can often, they do have flashbacks and get them confused with other, you can sort of see how it maybe panned out, but it's interesting. Anyway, I shall persevere and then do ghost train. Yeah. Speaking of podcasts, I had a bit of a bone to pick. Sorry, just quickly, when you said the history behind the face of Luna Park, what was that that your dad told you? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> I remember knowing about the artist that designed it or something. Oh, okay. But I'll have to look it up, sorry. 
cool. <laughs> Who designed Luna Park Face? Here we go. Rupert Brown is one of the most famous Art Deco buildings in the world. The first Luna Park face was designed by an artist, Rupert Brown. It is also Brown who designed the entry at Luna Park St Kilda, Melbourne. New faces were installed in 1938. But me and Billy were saying it's really time for an update. Like that face is so scary and ugly. It is scary. Wouldn't it be nice to have like a big flower crown? Yeah. I mean, I love the fact that it's a statement. Yep. Right, like just something to add to it, to soften it. Because it's especially after the clown thing. Well, yeah, because also clowns are scary. Yeah. Clowns are very, they have a really scary, I find. Well, everyone scary. hates clowns. Stephen King ruined them. Yeah, my bone to pick this week with podcasts is, and I hate to say it because I really love Out Loud and I listen to it a lot. Mm-hmm. I listened to it while I was painting some bamboo this week and I thought, oh, I've got a spare half an hour by myself. I think I'll pop an Out Loud on. And, you know, they're three great hosts. I think that they're great because they disagree and they disagree True. lovingly and they have different opinions yep. and, and they talk about super interesting stuff. It's the number one podcast in the country. There's a reason for it. You know, can't praise them enough. But I have had my issues with their coverage of this war and their decisions to basically not cover the war. Mm-hmm. So they had mentioned it a few weeks ago. And then, and that it they was were not going to cover it, it, it right? Just, yeah. And Mia is Jewish. And so, like, obviously, not obviously, because I have Jewish family even that, you know, on the same sort of free Palestine tangent that I'm on. I don't know where she stands. She won't really talk about it. But what shits me is that they kind of talked about not talking about it on yep. the podcast. And the ethos of the episode was that they don't believe that this war will be solved via Instagram. And I think yep. it was sort of their way of justifying why they're not posting about it and stuff. They were sort of saying, nobody wants to hear our opinion on this war. This is not for us to talk about. And Mia was saying, I don't want to be screamed at on Instagram. I don't want to be told that I can't be a feminist if I'm Mm -hmm. not talking about the war. And as I was listening to it, I was thinking, hang on a minute, Instagram would be responsible for the majority of the rallies around the world. The rallies have been the public pressure. The public awareness and the public pressure has been why so many world leaders have had to step in and say, we want a ceasefire. I just really felt like that for such intelligent people that have such a grasp on public opinion, I felt like that was a really naive statement to make and it undermined the work of people like Motaz and Bassan from Gaza, these amazing journalists that have got these huge followings. That's true. That yeah, that's really made fucking like differences. Yep. And that's their platform and it mm. gets stuff out there. It's all Instagram is. It's a platform. It's like an empty canvas. You do what you want with it yep. and it's your voice to the world. Yep. And yeah. Yep. I agree. So that was interesting. I, I don't, don't usually find myself talking about them, but I was like, yes, no. Clearly people do want to hear what they have to think about it because, you know, they're being messaged about it, which is why they had to do that podcast to discuss it. I think it's great. And I think the more different opinions we hear about it. I think if you've got a platform, then you've got a responsibility to voice your opinion. I mean, look, no, you shouldn't have to tell people how to use their platforms. But when it's something this big, it's sort of how do you want to be remembered? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Do you want to be remembered as somebody who had skin in the game and who had an opinion? And whether I don't care what fucking side, what opinion you've got, I'll probably fight you if I don't agree with it, but at least have one. Totally. And don't be afraid to speak up over it, you know. Own your opinions. Yeah, how can one thing matter and one thing not? Yes. Very well put, Com. Speaking of rallies, I was very disappointed at the turnout. There was a rally that was held in Perth, which is where Con and I are, on Wednesday 
I'm not sure if people have heard this news. I'm sure people in Western Australia have heard it, but there is an organisation called Rua that has opened a place called Safe Space, which is a large venue. It doesn't have beds or anything. It's just a facility where women can go when they're escaping domestic violence, when they're at a real crisis point and there's no conditions on it because a lot of the refuges are completely full. They can't take certain children. They can't take... From what I read, there was mats on the floor. There's mats on the floor. Some of them, you know, sleep on benches, things like that. But it's a safe refuge near the largest the tertiary hospital in Perth where a lot of homeless people go, a lot of these people that are exposed to domestic violence, they're closing it. And the Lord Mayor has said it's closing, we're shutting it down. Now, there was a rally protesting this on Wednesday and I saw on the news there was such a poor turnout and it really upset me because I know so many people that I've spoken to are just outraged at this. So I really think they need to, if people are aware of this petition, I'm going to pop it on our show notes, we've really got to keep fighting this because this space is so important and there's going to be women that die because this place closes. It's that simple. Absolutely. And Claude's husband works in that big hospital and he, and he sees yep. firsthand how many times women come in. I want to talk to James on the show because I was really like impressed to hear that when a woman comes in, the procedures that they've got in place, they don't turn anyone away. Whereas like if you call the police and you need refuge, you can be turned away. I've had people staying with me before where the police have said, well, the only place to go is so far away and yada, yada, yada. And I know that there are people that work tirelessly. And the people that work in the hospitals have not special strings that they can pull, but they can get someone into a refuge probably be easier than a police officer could. Yeah, or then maybe they care more. But there is no beds. There's nowhere for these women to go. And, yes, this safe space is great, but I also think they deserve beds. Build more fucking refuges. This is just disgusting. The whole system is in serious crisis point. Anyway, sign the petition if you feel like this space should stay open. Yeah. We've got a bone to pick, don't we? Yeah, we have a bit of a bone to pick with Basil Zeppelin. Mm. Yeah, we're not into him. I mean, his policies are so right wing and he's so like sports common. He's like, this is our Lord Mayor, guys. Like we grew up to people like partying with him and he was just the sports commentator on the footy show, Channel 7 or whatever. And now he's the fucking Lord he did a bit of AFL, played a few games of AFL. He did actually do like journalism before. Then, yeah, then he played AFL. So that's how he obviously got into sports commentary. You know, he's hosted things like Olympics and he's, this is his gig. He's a sports commentator. Now he's the Lord Mayor. Very right-winged. Uh-huh. You know, in Perth, for anyone that doesn't live in Perth, we have this thing called the Golden Triangle and it's like the worst of the worst of Perth. It's where all the, like, rich people live and I've even had people that I've had to block on Facebook be like, I only go out in the Golden Triangle <laughs> and I only want to rent a house in the Golden Triangle and it's like between Cottesloe, Subiaco and is it North Frio? It's sort of like I'm not in the Golden Triangle because I'm the other side of the river but when I think of Basil Zemplers I just think of the golden triangle and how out of touch this little bubble is and how they just want to protect their little perfect rich world and in this perfect rich world there are no homeless women or women that are suffering from domestic violence and we can just shut down we just don't want to see it we don't want to see it in the city now he's always been very against homeless people. He doesn't want to see, he said very early on when he was elected, he didn't want to see, he wants to see the homeless people moved out of Perth. Now, where the fuck he thinks they're going to go is beyond me. Do you remember when he made very transphobic comments when he very first got elected and he forgot that he was the mayor? 
Did he? He's had a few Oh, my God. We need to call Lani Lisa because her husband's dad's the deputy mayor. Now, my issue with Basil is not so much that, you know, look, he is very out of touch. What is annoying me is that he is now not speaking about this because he is going, in a couple of weeks there is pre-selection for the city of Churchlands, which he is going for. So he is being quiet because he doesn't want to say anything that might disrupt that. What do you mean? So can you be a mayor for more than one place? No. So I think he wants to be in the city of Churchlands after he's the Lord Mayor, I think. Maybe they can do two. I'm not sure. But that's why he's gone quiet. I also believe he's overseas. And, you know, it's coming up to Christmas. His wife has posted some lovely pictures of their very, very elaborate Christmas decorations. And I think, well, maybe you should open your house to the homeless women and let them all spend Christmas there because they're not going to have anywhere else to go. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I don't even think my house is big enough for us this Christmas, so maybe me and you should just go and camp outside Baz's place. Yeah. Let's set up some tents out there and we'll get get the homeless women <laughs> to go and camp there. I know where he lives. Lots of room on the front lawn. Um, do you know what? I'm feeling so very good at the moment. Like, I would do that. I'm feeling, I think that the whole world has like a real angry feeling yeah, at the moment totally. because we're all seeing like shit happening. Do you know what I mean? Like more yeah. than like we've, we're at our 66th, I think, female death in the country. Then there's everything that's happening in Palestine. And you've got all these like international laws that no one gives a fuck about and everyone's just breaking. It's true. I agree. There is this like anger there with people. Yeah. And it's almost like we're getting in, in, a bit anarchist. It's like fuck everyone. Like the 70s all over again. But, yeah, I was on threads. I've got 27,000 followers on threads. I think people have just had enough, you know. Yeah. I did some post and it was, you know, a fucking world peace type of post, like promoting peace. And this woman was having a go at me and she's gone, don't worry, she said this, she commented on someone's comment and said, don't worry about her. She just uses her platform or uses something to sell her tacky clothes. And I wrote underneath, I commented, don't worry, babe, I'll send you some. <laughs> I, I would, I'd send you some if we sold them, if we had them in size cunt. And Denz is just like, are you kidding me? Like this is from your fucking name, like your verified profile. I've lost the plot. I don't give a fuck anymore. Enough is enough. <laughs> it's true. I agree. People are getting angry. Enough is enough. People are getting angry. Enough is enough. That's our new saying, guys. Oh, <laughs> angry. None of us give a fuck. Like there's nothing to fucking fight for anymore. There's nothing to pretend for. Like we're surrounded by pricks and that's just the way it is. Can I say something upbeat and change the topic? You have just moved into your new house this week. I have. That's true. I found maggots in my green bin. But with that, <laughs> everything's been good. That's so foul. I've had that before. <laughs> How did the move go? I fucking hate it. It's so fucking gross. The move's been good because, like, we don't have any of our furniture. It's all still in Margaret River. So oh. we just sort of moved what we had. And the kids are all sleeping in the lounge room because of the air con. And that's mm. just what my kids do anyway. So... I bought a couch. There was a guy on Marketplace that was like selling couches with delivery and I just didn't even bother looking at the quality or the price. I was like, that's such yeah, a good business right. deal, guys. If any of you totally. need a new business, buy a trailer and offer to and sell furniture, upcycled furniture with delivery because how many women, you know, we don't have you. Everything on Marketplace. If I see someone going delivery like 50 bucks extra, I'm like, yes, because ease. Yes. Ease, ease. You've got to go measure it. You've got to figure out whether it's going to fit in the car. You've got to go do all these 
things that to me that I'm like too many steps. That's yeah. fucked. Delivering. Oh, hire a trailer. Call your brother. How many times have I gone on Facebook and gone? Does anyone have a Ute that can help me out for an hour tomorrow? Oh, like fuck totally. that. Totally. So anyway, that's a great business plan for you guys if you need one. And also, if you're good at taking photos, like you can mm. sell things a lot easier if you take a good photo and make the setting look nice. So true. But nothing's been easy. Like we bought a washing machine and we couldn't get it in because the hoses weren't big enough. We bought a fridge; it was the wrong size. They had to take it back and get us a new. Like everything is just hard because me and denim are like dumb and fucking dumb you're like that'll fit like, you're not measuring like, we measured it four times oh you did measure it <laughs> i just go back <laughs> what the fuck are you guys doing with that measuring tape <laughs> <laughs> but no it has it's been really nice i use like my body parts for measurements i'm like oh that'll fit because it's like the length of my arm Never. <laughs> oh my god, never I do fail. that too. It never I do fails. that too. Mm. Yeah, and like to find out how high the kids are, if they can go on rides and shit. Like I'm like, it's like up to my arm. They can go to bounce. Hello, Raja, you're still under the. I've once bought a rug from a store and I had to lay on the rug because I was like, it's like compared to the length of my body, it's like this. I was lying on the rug in the store. I was like, no fit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, so how it's like girl math. It is. That is it's girl a, math. It is. I know all women do it. Measuring tapes, like what? Mm-hmm. Who were, I don't we're know. We're so young and and down with the trends. And then, don't you hate it when like <laughs> men are like, "Did you measure it?" Mm-hmm. Maybe that doesn't happen with you and denim. <laughs> but you know, no, mate, I didn't fucking measure it. I was too busy doing every fucking other thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. you're in, and are you loving it? I'm loving it. My house in Margaret River is shambles. You've seen it. It's like falling apart because I blame Dens because like the kids will kick down a door or something and he just doesn't fix it. And he's a carpenter. He's supposed to. And then the other night we bought a bottle of spirits to celebrate. We don't drink me and Dens. You know us. We drink rarely. Like Yeah, not you're not you're not big sober, drinkers. Yeah. But we just don't bother. Bought a bottle of Cheap Dog, which is a really yummy butter, peanut butter flavoured whiskey. And it was there for two nights. And on the second night, I'd had one drink of it. And on the second night, I said to Denim, can you pull me a bottle, a glass of that sheepdog? And he was like, like stumbling. He's like, there isn't any. And I was like, what the fuck? And Denim just celebrated on his own, on his own <laughs> drank this whole bottle of fucking And then he wanted to get something out of my new cupboard in my new wardrobe. And so he's like stood on the plank of wood to reach it. And I've got, I'm looking at him and I'm going, you're going to break that. You're going to break, get off that. What are you doing? You're going to break that denim and he's ignoring me, breaks it. And I was just like, oh, my fucking God. Like, oh, I no. swear, I'm just feeling, I'm having flashbacks of Margaret River all over again. I swear to God, we need to have like a tree house or a one of those barns, a shed, like that he can't destroy. Yeah. Back to the flat you go, <laughs> denim. Poor cunt. You know, like yeah. you've got that flat. <laughs> Tell you what, I had the money. I would be investing in a flat at the moment, although we do have lots of rooms so we don't need it. But James's snoring is really quite out of control. How could you want to do that when you've got a beautiful husband? I know. It's just the snoring. Your husband's so fun. He's not fun at 4 a.m. when he's only just – he's a really shit sleeper. He is. Like he'll fall asleep at like 1 or 2. He just can't get to sleep. He's always been like this. And then when he does finally fall asleep, he wakes me up with his snoring and then I'm like, I'm going to wake him up. It's such a shit sleeper. That if I wake him up, then he's going to be awake again. You know what, Claude? It's better than an erection in your back. You've had worse. This is true, but it's doing my head in. I can see now why people are going to separate rooms. So I, I made him, I was like, you know, if you, if you want to keep sleeping in the same bed, you just go get this mouth guard. So he bought this mouth guard. It's so not hot. Like, it's just gross. 
<laughs> but it does ease the snoring yeah. a bit. Does he try and like go down on you with the? No, he just tries to not wear the mouth guard. Anyway, I'll keep you posted. Yeah. It has made a difference. Well, is it worse when he sleeps on his back? Because I have to wake him up like four times, mm, mm, mm. and I'm like, sleep on your fucking side. Yep. Because yeah, but you see, Dins has only started snoring since he gained fifteen kilos. Yeah, weight does he make never a difference. Used to snore. Oh my god, such a difference. Such a difference. When I'm pregnant, I will like wake myself up from like it's like I'm choking on my own yep. fucking body yep. weight. Wait, it's one of those things. Like it's always been. If he has a, you know, if he's pissed or has a few drinks, he'll snore. Or if he's in that position, he'll snore. Or if he's put a bit of weight on, he'll snore. But now it's like all the time snoring. The mouth guard's better than one of those CPAP masks, I guess. I think we're just gonna have to persevere. Yeah, those masks are terrible. Mm. I don't know. Is there anything that actually works for anyone for snoring? Because I just kept telling Gens it needs to go for a run to stop snoring. But if anyone's found anything, the mask. One of our friends recently, you know, knew that her husband was having an affair because he had some sort of laser on his throat to get rid of the snoring. Does that work? Let's get some feedback oh, on that's that. Right. There's apparently something you can get. <laughs> you can get something lasered yeah. off in your throat, or that. I mean, that sounds like a good option. Yeah. That like brings me to the topic of signs that your husband's having an affair, mm. because getting your throat randomly lasered is definitely a sign that your husband's after you've been married for ten years. Another sign they start like dressing up, going to the gym. You know, all of a sudden your husband's like putting like effort into the way he looks, mm-hmm. super secretive of their phone mm-hmm. but also obsessed with their phone. Talking about someone at work mm-hmm. with like a different name or talking about that person but it's a different, you know, it's always got like oh, a. Oh, yeah, 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 that's the biggest one, Claudia. Yep, that's the biggest that's the one. the biggest one because you're their go-to and they're used to talking to you about everything but they can't talk to you about their affair so they will be talking about it in other ways. Yep, exactly. So they will be relaying this so funny cute story that my new girl told me but I'll just pretend to you that it was this new person that works here and you don't know them and they're called fake name and they're so excited about that person because it's this new you know all the endorphins are they have to talk about it love it yeah they're like a dog on heat they're like all full of energy when they're talking about it gross they're so so obvious I know (laughs) so like weak too like just man up and just say like I want to leave I've met someone else. Like it's just totally. It's actually okay. I mean, I, I'm not okaying cheating, but I really respect when people just say, "This is just what happened. Come clean. This is what's happened." You know, it's so much better. Yeah. Like, don't string it so along. Yeah. Oh, because when you've been with someone for like ten years, you've got like the same friends. Their family yep. are your family now. Yeah. And so everyone. Most people kind of understand shit happens. Yeah. But totally. no one understands all the fucking gaslighting and lying and mm-hmm. yeah, no one's cool with it. People just want your blood. So true. Because the thing is, right, get this. This is my theory. When you have an affair and you don't own up to that, you're trying to make people not hate you. But when you're gaslighting them and lying about it, mm-hmm. you're okay with your partner hating themselves. Yeah, you're trying to make them hate themselves rather than hate you, and you're okay with watching so them think great. that they're going crazy. Like it's yeah. fucked. It's a form of torture. It really is. Yeah. I want to hear from people's like because we've spoken before about our friend that went through this like next level affair. Like we were all just on the sidelines going, "Is this really happening?" Like it was very dramatic. It was terrible, you know, but dr- dramatic. You know, there was all these full on stories, and it was just like, "What is going to happen next?" Like. I want to hear like of some wild affair stories because there's got to be some good ones out there. We need like a PI to come on and tell us about what they've discovered. I want to hear from the other woman. I want to hear from the affairer. 
I don't want to hear from the victims. I want to hear from them all. You usually only hear from the victims because the victims are the only people that have like the moral high ground in the story. I want to hear about the other woman or the other man that's brave enough to speak about it because there's the other man too, not always the woman. You know, I was the other woman when I was 23 when I met my ex. Yeah, you have been. But but you own that. You talk about it. It's great. But it's terrible. Like I feel terrible about it. And I feel like this really weird thing. Like I didn't really care that much at that age. It's just really, I look back at like I'm a different person or mm. I don't know, like what was going through my mind? Nothing. Like I was only thinking about myself. Yeah. It's fucking rank. But um, even though I've done it, I still reserve the right to judge and hope you want to do it. Remember we touched on it when we spoke to Jackie and she yeah, said the same. Right. Was, yeah, it's that, interesting, isn't it? It's like almost yeah. that, that when you're younger you just don't have that moral compass or things happen that make you realise that you wouldn't do that. I don't know. Like does it have to have happened to you? I don't know. Yeah. I don't think you have to have been through things in order to be able to empathise. But I also do think that your brain has to develop or something. I don't know. Like, I mean, I was 23. Yeah. I wasn't that young. I don't know why I – was mm. being so selfish. It's just strange. Maybe I'll be looking back at me now in 10 years and being like, what the fuck what was, was going on there? <laughs> but then some people are like, you know, serial cheaters. They cheat all the time. Like, <laughs> so what's going on there? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, I just think that they might be narcissists. True. Yeah, or sex addicts. I hate that term. I think that's like a cop-out. It's also like this. I saw this Oprah episode once, and this is interesting because I've often referred back to this. Like there was this guy and he was on Oprah and he was like the cheating like expert. He said, he goes, I always get these women that come in and they look fucking great. And they say to me, doctor, I've kept my body. I stayed fun. I didn't become an old frumpy wife. And still he cheated. And he's gone, I need everyone to know. It's not anything about how you look as a woman that makes them cheat. Obviously, men just like new things, whether they're younger, better looking, like fucking more overweight, less, whatever, it doesn't matter. He goes, what it's about, it's not even really about sex. What it's about is ego. When your mm. partner meets a new woman and they're like, oh, my God, you're so get, get it, They're getting attention. Like, I can't believe everything you do. Right, because if you're not getting that yeah, in your, your wife or the person you're with ages, is the opposite. She's like, what the fuck have you done today? Why didn't you do this? Like, And he's like, what do you mean? I just made $500,000 this year. And the wife is like, I don't give a fuck. You didn't take the rubbish in. You know what I mean? Whereas the new bit is like, mm. ah, $500,000. You're so clever. That's what it is. And men love it. Men are all about yeah, it. It's so true. You know, I also have another theory. If you want to hurt a woman, you hurt the people she loves. Yeah. Hurt, if you want to really hurt a woman, you hurt the people she loves, hurt her kids, hurt her best friends, hurt her mum. You want to hurt a guy, hurt his ego. Men are just driven by their egos. Babe, you're like the new Oprah with your little epiphanies. I just fucking caught a wind there. And I'm when, like, are you gonna, <laughs> when are you going to start giving away cars? 
I know. And in a you're fucking gonna car you're gonna in a year when Dens gets his license back. <laughs> you all get some free advice here. You guys can subscribe later. <laughs> hey, something really cool happened to me last night. I have to share this because I got to the ripe old age of 40 without knowing this and my mind is blown. So I was at Robbie Williams' concert, which I'll go into in a minute, but this amazing woman that I met told me, this is just going to blow people's mind, you know how when you go to like an event and it's like a day on the green and you can take like a picnic basket and you can take food, but you can't take any drinks. You can only take your food and you can only take like plastic knives and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You fill up mm-hmm. the ice bricks that have got a lid with your wine or whatever your beverage is and you freeze that and then you have it in your picnic basket. So when they check your bags, you've just got your wine or your drink frozen in the ice bricks. Ah, but you see, that's really, really fucking organised. Who the fuck brings an ice brick to a music festival? I'm going to do you it do. because those the bottles of wine are like $80 and sometimes you get there and you're like, I don't want to spend that all night. And it's gross wine. Gross wine. Exactly. Um, that reminds me of when we were like 14 going to BK out and like totally. trying to get vodka into fucking It's exactly the same. We're just doing it as adults. <laughs> it's just genius. Like there was a reason why I sat next to, so I made, made friends with Jodie last night. It wasn't just the ice brick. She is an utter legend. She was there with her mum, Vicky, cute, and it was just an awesome night. Are you going to announce to our listeners what happened to you? Oh. The very first time. It was the first time I was recognised, guys, off this podcast by Jodie, who listens. <laughs> Jodie, love you. Do you recognise your voice? I don't know because, like, we only do highlight reels, right? So there's not a lot of my face on there. So Jodie recognised me was like, can I get a selfie? And I was, like, strutting around like I was Bob Geldof for the rest of the night, as we said earlier. <laughs> James was like, oh, my God, I'm so done here. And then when we went to the toilet, we met this other amazing woman. <laughs> And then Jodie said, this is this is Claudia. She's on the podcast, you know, to be frank. And she recognised me as well. She just hadn't seen my face. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Two in one night. This is the new, the new you. You know, often I go to places and people go to me. I heard you before I saw you. Yeah, you, but so you've I got a very that, distinctive. Like, you know, you do recognise people's voices. Oh, absolutely. You've got a very Well, you've got a really voice. similar voice to me. That's true. That is true. And I think when we You've got a really distinctive voice. Today. Have I? Yeah, right. Does you know you like when you hear yourself, you're like, that's not what I sound yeah, like. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. If I spend too much time with you, I start talking like you. You've got a little bit of a posh sort of twang. And if oh. I spend too much time with you, then I start talking with a posh twang. Really? Not really. Not that posh, <laughs> but I try. <laughs> I don't think I've got a posh twang. That's funny because whenever I think old friends get together, they do start talking like each other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. It's like when you go out with someone from another country and then all of a sudden they go home for a holiday and they come back oh, like with this a thick expat. Yeah, so true. Um, speaking of people from other countries, get this, I was in the art shop today getting my art scanned and the woman that worked there, I realised that I hadn't signed one of my paintings. And I said to her, do you have a texter? And she's looked at me and she's like, what's a texter? Where was she from? New Zealand, right? But Texter's like a brand. They must call them something else. What do they call them? Markers? I don't know. So anyway, then I went on Instagram and I told my like followers because I thought it was so funny. She's going like a Sharpie? And I'm like, yeah, like do you have a Sharpie? And then I'm going, but they're not. Texters aren't Sharpies. No. They come in all colours. And she's like, we were talking foreign languages to each other. So I was on Instagram. And I was like saying it, and everyone from every other country is like, "Yeah, we don't call them texters either." What do they call? Someone them? told me they called them felts. But it's also sometimes like this on like different states. Yeah. Like 
a felt is like a felt tip pen. Again, goes so far. Mm. It's like interstate, you know, like what people call bathers. We call what you wear when you swim bathers. But in New South Wales, I call them like cozies and togs. I love it. But yeah, texter. Funny you should say that because Denim today said something about having tea instead of dinner. And I was like, it's called dinner. And he goes, <laughs> sorry, that's my dad's aristocratic family. And I'm going, it's not aristocratic. If you're drinking tea, it is. But I said, I had a friend in primary school that said tea for dinner. And I went home and said tea to so my mom. And my mom said, don't say that. That's a bogan word to say tea instead of dinner. And so I said to Denim, no, it's you being from the country and being rural makes you say that. <laughs> Has he ever said that before? <laughs> No, it's so random. But there are just weird different words. Totally. Some, you know. Yeah, I love it. But yeah, text is an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah. It's like the different words people use to describe their partners. Like, do you call James your husband or partner? Husband. I hate hubby. I hate hubby and wife. And wifey. I hate hubby more than I've ever hated anything and in my wifey. life. Hubby is the worst word you can use. Wifey is almost a bit of a joke. I don't like it. I hate it. But hubby, it just sounds so... I want it cancelled. I want it cancelled. It is the worst. Other half, you know. It's so many tacky words that people use. Other half. How insulting. Like, are you not a whole person on your own? Yeah. Like, other half? Other oh. half. Oh. Better half? It's even worse. Better half. Patronizing. You should start calling them my lesser half. <laughs> no, it's really patronising. I hate it. Lesser half. <laughs> I try to think what I say. I think I say husband. Yeah, I say husband. It depends. Like I was talking to my daughter recently and she was on Marketplace and she was trying to sound grown up. So instead of saying I've got to ask my mum to measure the space, she goes, I'm going to ask my husband to measure the space. And I was thinking when I was reading it, I was thinking, oh, my God, do I say husband so that I sound grown up? You must do. I'm, I'm going to yeah. start saying boyfriend again. It's cute. Yeah, it's cuter. It's like it sounds more fun. And Christina technically is the boyfriend. That's right. You're not legally married. Well, you know, me and Denim never really got married. Yeah. Mm. So he could be my boyfriend. And boyfriend makes it sound like it's not a sole deal. And I often really like to think about us as not a done deal because it turns me on to think that I might be able to lose him. Yeah, you're hanging on by a thread here, <laughs> lesser half. <laughs> yeah, like he could just go out and just not come back because he's found someone better. <laughs> That's really funny. What about name change? Like you changed your name the first time you got married? No. Didn't you? No, I changed my name on Facebook. No, I changed my name on Facebook for a day and then I didn't like it so I changed it back. But I never did anything. I've never changed my name. Oh, my God, that's exactly what I did. Yeah, right. Yes. I was like, I'm going to – because my I was interesting because the feminist in me was like, I'm not going to change my name. I'm never going to. Why would I? Like that's my identity. You know, that's my name. Like why change it? But my children have got a different name to me because they've got their father's name. Mm, same. Or my three sisters, so my dad had four daughters, they all married and changed their name. So I'm like the only one with my surname, which is McLeod. It's not like I've passed it on to a son or something. So I've never really had this like the name's not going to go anywhere. And then when I got married, I thought maybe I'll change it. So I changed it on Facebook for a day, yeah. Oh, no, it's still on there. But then when I've looked into what actually is involved in changing it, I'm like, that's too hard. That is way too hard. So now I can't be bothered changing it. So really it doesn't matter how I feel. I can't be bothered with all the paperwork. No. Well, like, and you've got to notify everyone. Dense looked into changing his name as like a feminist stance, but I'm like, well, then you still have the same problem. 
it's not the way I want it to be. Then there's the hyphen, the name of hyphening a name, but in five like generations, is everyone going to have four million? Why doesn't everyone just keep their own name? Why doesn't everyone just keep their own name? That's exactly right. I guess I got lucky because my dad died. Not lucky, but I would never lose that. You know what I mean? I love my dad and I love where I come from. Yeah. And I really love my whole family yeah. because they've got a really strong sense of family. So I would never sacrifice that. But I want my children to change their name to my last name because they're so connected to me and my family and they're not connected to their father's family at all. They don't even know them. So when they turn 18, like it will be their choice. Yeah. And and there is a lot involved in changing a name. There is. I know. And I wish I had of as well, Claudia, but I really think that you need to give yourself credit where I've given, I've forgiven myself for it because, and I think a lot of women will relate, it wouldn't be worth the fucking headache of you've got a new baby if you're in a not ideal relationship and spot, you've got a new baby and you've got someone who might completely turn on you if you chose to give them your name. It's not ideal, but it's not something you want to choose for someone's future, but it's something you can forgive someone for in the past because everyone's doing what they can do to survive in shit. I don't wish I had have given them my name. I wish I had have like inserted it as a middle name or put it in somewhere and so they've got a bit of both. I love that they've got their dad's last name. See, I wish I And it's a beautiful last name. I actually like the sound of it. And that's their dad. Of course they should have his name, you know. But I think I wish I had have slipped mine in. Now, see, I'm different. <laughs> We're all different. What's in a name though, right? I don't know. Well, Raja's name is Raja Wall. Well, this bothers me though. We wanted Raja's last name to be mine yep. because none of my kids had my last name and yeah, um, then has two kids with his last name, so makes sense. And so we made it Cook Hall, Raja Wolf Cook Hall, but back in my mind I just think of Cockold, Cuckold, Cook Hall, Cook Cuckold, you know? Say, say his whole name, Raja Wolf. Like the bird, the pawn genre. Mm. Like when they're saying it fast, when they're calling his name on a roll, it could come out like that. <laughs> It's really not cool. But I guess yeah. it's kind of feminist too. Like, oh, I like it. I like it as a last name. It's just that it <laughs> could have that, you know, sound like a cockle. There's an angle. It's a lot to consider when you're naming a child. Yeah. You really need to say it over and over again. But then again, Snow's last name is Mahon, spelled Mahon, pronounced Man. So her name is Snowman. I've got, I've, I've fucked up a few times, all right? And my kids are all going to have to deal with that. <laughs> oh, my God. Did I know that? <laughs> I didn't even know until that. after I had them. My cousin India, who Claude knows and loves, she mess after I had the twins, I put the thing up, Snow and Rumi, and India mess or I texted India and said Snow and Rumi, and she messaged me back and she goes, Snowman, I like what you did there, Taco. And, and you're I was like, because like, we call each other Taco. But I was like, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> you were certain on that name. So I don't think you would have changed it anyway. No, I liked the name Snow and Rumi. I still love them. They're great names. They're beautiful names. It's just them. You know, it's like as soon yeah. as that I'm child, a good name. Anyone needs to name their baby. And once they're there, they've just, although mm. some people I think could do other names. You know how everyone says like, you know, they just, once you have the child and you name them, that's just their name. You can't imagine them being anything else. Some people are really like that. I'm definitely a Claudia. I don't think there could be any other name I could be called. And I think that about my eldest, but my youngest daughter, Ivy, I'm like, she probably could have had a different name. Like. You know? No, because remember the babysitter club? Yeah. No, I was with you when you named Ivy. Alvin and Ivy sounded great together. But yeah, Claudia, the babysitter club, Claudia with the red hair. Like, there's no way you could have. Oh, they do. I don't, don't regret her name at all, but I look at her. I love the name. Don't regret it at all. That was 
and I knew. But I'm saying, you know how some people you look at and you're like, they could have a different name, they could suit a different name, but then other people just, you can't. I've never mentioned this before, but I do feel weird about the fact that I named Billy Violet after her father because I kind of was trying to make him into the idea of having a baby and not being like weirded out by having a baby and and I knew that that would make him happy. <laughs> oh my god, that's But I love the name. I've always it's a loved Billy for a girl. That's a great name. And I... <laughs> it's great. I thought her name was Billy and Rose it's for a few it's, weeks. It's a pretty name. It's a rock star name. It is a rock star. Everyone thought it was Billy, Billy Rose. Rose. And you're like, no, it's Billy Violet. <laughs> I was going to be called Daniel if I was a boy. How gross. Oh, terrible. I mean, I guess Dan. Think about it. We know heaps of Dan. Yeah. And also I've Danny. never, I, I quite like, Dan's pretty cool generally, you know. Yeah. What were you going to be? Dan's a cool guy, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, but Daniel, I just can't see me being a Daniel. Well, no, I was always going to be constant. My grandma's middle name's Constance, so my dad says that he named me and he named me after the constellation. But my mum's like, that's absolutely bullshit because <laughs> my great grandma's name's Constance, my grandma's middle name. I love that they've just got these different versions. That's great. Yeah. Billy Violet was going to be Viva. Remember yes. that? I always really liked the name Vida, mm. but then I was like, because I had an owl, but I was like, that's just too similar and not, you know. And isn't that who you call when you want to get your credit history checked? Vida? I don't know. Yeah. You know, it'd be really hard if you loved a name and then your partner was like, no way. Well, my biggest advice to pregnant women is, and it's probably a good one to leave it on because we've talked over time, but is if you are planning on naming your child something that you don't think your partner's going to like, you don't tell them the name until you've just given birth yep. because no one can say no to you when you've just given birth. And that's when the doctor says to you. In that moment, they're in awe and they're like, sure. Yeah, the doctor goes, what's the baby's name? And you go, Alba. And the husband goes, what the fuck? And you're like, and he goes, oh, no, I'm fine. Do you want another Coke? So true. <laughs> I'm going to go get you that champagne and this is little Alba. It's a woman's right to name her fucking baby. It came out of your stomach. Yep, and badge. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We're going to do more episodes when we don't have any Oh, my God. Because that was amazing. Yeah. I'm just thinking of all these really, covered so much. really cool names now. Yeah, you should have another baby. <laughs> oh, my God, never. What would you call a baby if you have one now? If I had a baby now, what would I call it? Oh, that's a really good question. It would be fucking something amazing. Actually, not that I would name my kid this, but our friends just gave birth earlier this year to baby Mars, and I thought that was a gorgeous name. And it's so them. It just yeah, really but I don't so ever want to think about that name. Oh, little Marzi. We might be getting like a new pet tomorrow, which is on the down low. And so I'm like, naming the pet, this is going to be a big one because the child of mine that's getting the pet, like technically it's hers, she's got some fucking whacked names that she thinks she's calling this cat. And I'm like, might need to intervene. Yeah, see, Billy Violet, she named our pets really bad names, like Charlotte. Like I had a kid called Snow and a cat called Charlotte. Why? Why do they insist on calling them like normal names? Charlotte. It's not a cat's name. But Arlo was really good. He named all of his rabbits Superman. And so it was like Superman the first, second, third, fourth, and however many Supermen he had. But I thought that was a fucking great name for a pet. That's really cute. You can take that if you want it for your cat. <laughs> Need some cool cat names. Name it Cuckold. Cuckold. <laughs> I love you guys. See you next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of To Be Frank. 
If you enjoyed this episode and want more, be sure to click follow. And leaving a review helps others find the podcast. Join us next time as we explore more interesting topics and people from all over the world. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.